Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. That team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Steve Rosenblum. There was a keg stand I lost to an 81-year-old lady. She got off the main <laughs> floor, and then, and, but I was, it was really close. Mark Grody. I've been waiting to get a hold of this guy for years. Yeah, like they're, like Channel 2 News is out there interviewing people. Yeah, I've been talking to my wife about getting Steve. He wants connected my dots and more to my plate. I'm going to dunk his ass. They suck, so you don't have to. Can't you morons do anything right? Founding members of the WB Club. Smoke weed every day. The three words that describe this show, and I quote. Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Welcome in. Saturday Suckage. I'm Steve Rosenblum. I'm here. Let's take roll to find out who else is joining us on Saturday Suckage. Grobber. It sucks and it freebases. Don Cooper. If I think something sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. Jake Arietta. This sucks. Really, it does. Albert Almora. Damn, Willie, man. Like, do we suck? Pat Fitzgerald. Sometimes you got to embrace the suck. Eloy Amelis. Hey, you guys... Not gonna make anyway. You guys are suck. And when when I got trade the next day, oh, welcome to the suck team. Yeah, still there. Random Bears fan. Oh my God, this sucks. Oh, that was Toby. Now Random Bears fan. I suck. How boy? How perfect? How on brand is that? I suck during the suck roll call. Trey Bars! Finally made a list of somebody who thinks he sucks besides I do. I love that man. Liam Hendricks! I wouldn't say seeking perfection, it's just mainly trying not to suck. Go for it, dude. You keep going. Julie Swika. Man, that sucks. Yeah, she's probably talking about Northwestern. She was go, well, are we gonna do a segment on Northwestern? Are we gonna Yeah, we Well, well no. I don't know. I love Jules' enthusiasm for that. Wilson Contreras. Losing, losing suck. I'll tell you that, and, and that's all I can say. Yeah, well, now you're on the Cardinals. Probably won't 
endure much of a lot of that as you did here. George Wentz. We had fun, uh, but there you go. I sucked. Garth Algar. Get it off, man. Get it off. It's sucking my will to live. Steve Dahl. Disco sucks. Disco sucks. Candace Parker. Um, I mean, it sucks. Roquan Smith. Yeah, man. Sucks. Sean Sears. Yeah, I I would have worn that, that roll call mess up. No, nope, that's me. It's yeah. me. It sucks to be me. It sucks to be me. Actually, Julie Spiker was the one who brought that up. And when he used to be in the longer version of the suckage roll call, Avenue Q was there. It sucks to be me. And it's a wonderful song. And it came up yesterday. My emotional support oracle mentioned a song about schadenfreude and how there's there's a song there. And so I... I need to sit and watch and listen to all that. Meanwhile, we're not going to do that today, but I want to welcome you to Saturday Suckage. We suck, so you don't have to. You've already heard that. Look how far ahead of the game we are. We're broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer. Our phone number here at the score. Mark this down. Tattoo it to your forehead backwards. Look in the mirror and dial it. 312-644-6767. That will get you to our listener line. That listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. That number, 312-644-6767, also gets you to the score's tech zone. The tech zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. So, We have lineups. We have baseball lineups. Baseball lineups for the first time this year. Cubs. Cubs today against the Giants. Horner. Nico Horner, second base. Dansby Swanson, Lieutenant Dan at shortstop. Ian Happ in left. Seiya Suzuki batting cleanup and playing right field. Trey Mancini, designated hitter. Cody Bellinger in center. Eric Hosmer at first, Patrick Wisdom at third, Jan Gomes catching, Marcus Stroman will be pitching today. More on Marcus Stroman later. Cubs spring training, what we just talked about, what we're leading up to here on Saturday Suckage, Cubs spring spring training on the score, sponsored by Sloan, the official water efficiency partner of the Chicago Cubs. Today's Cubs broadcast, you'll get it at 155 on the score. This is a very radio station right after Saturday Suckage. Alex Cohen, the voice of the Iowa Cubs, will be at the mic with Ron Coomer right here on 670, the score. We have a White Sox lineup. And in case you weren't sure the White Sox hated you, they still do. White Sox lineup, Tim Anderson leading off and playing shortstop. Cheer for him, please. Please cheer for him. Be nice to Tim. Be nice. Cheer for him. Go, Tim. Louis Robert. Louis Robert Jr. Center field, batting second. Yoan Moncada playing third and batting third. Eloy Jimenez. Eloy Jimenez batting fourth. Batting cleanup. New slimmed down version of Eloy Jimenez and playing right field. All right. This is just. Well, we'll get back to that. Andrew Vaughn. Clap now. Andrew Vaughn. Clap now. Yeah, clap now. Andrew Vaughn playing first base, batting fifth. Yasmani Grandal, a new version of a Yasmani Grandal, catching, batting sixth. 
Gavin Sheets is your DH batting seven. Victor Reyes is in left. Leuri Garcia playing second base. Lance Lynn is pitching. Oh, my God. World Series, here we come, right? Okay. Right. The Let's start with Eloy Jimenez. Will this be the earliest he's ever gotten injured? He's playing right field. He's starting today. In case Eloy and Pedro Grifol and anyone with a brain in the White Sox organization no, has not noticed right field is tougher than left field. Eloy's out there. So before he learns a lesson, I guess, I hope he learns a lesson, hope they learn a lesson before he gets hurt. <clears throat> New slimmed-down version of him and Grandal. I'll get to that later. Anyways, that's your Sox lineup. Eloy Jimenez batting fourth, playing right field. Baseball has new rules. We've already seen them in action. Our deluxe guest last week, Mark Gonzalez, pointed something out, and boy, has it happened. We'll get to that a little later on. But first, but first, as he turns around and flashes it, much like they did in Slapshot. Oh, by the way, you remember that scene in Slapshot? Where the bus is coming in and Hyannisport is protesting them and hanging out of the team bus are various bare backsides. I bring that up because it's a wonderful image, a wonderful memory. It's also the greatest sports movie ever made, and today is the anniversary of its release. 46 years ago today, Slapshot was released. Greatest sports movie of all time. Featuring, among others, the Hanson Brothers. Do we have them, Sean? Or do you suck? I think I suck. Okay. All right. Moving right along. Bulls, 131. Nets, 87. Okay, the Bulls. Bulls snapped their six-game losing streak, their first win since February 6th. Today is February 25th. Zach Levine, 32 points on exceptional shooting. Patrick Beverly, back in Chicago, back with the Bulls, living out a dream from Chicago. Patrick Beverly, eight points, five rebounds, four assists, and a lot of talking. That was a uh, an opponent season low for the Bulls. So there they go. Come out of the All-Star break and look what they're doing. But it demands... This question, was this a good win or a bad win for the Bulls? Was it a good win or a bad win? You saw Patrick Beverly come in, and he's sort of, he's basically Alice Caruso with noise. Caruso and Beverly do the same things. They, they hustle, they play defense, they, they agitate, irritate. They make their teammates better, if nothing else, getting their hands in the all the deflections that Caruso is responsible for. Patrick Beverly is Caruso with noise, and that's good. That's fine. Apparently, the Bulls needed that. Imagine paying $215 million like Karnishevis did for Zach Levine, and you still need someone to come in and make noise and be a leader and, and lead. How do you pay <clears throat> $250 million, and the guy's not a leader. Wow. So anyways, Patrick Beverly goes flying into the stands early on in the game, and and that's what you're going to get with him. That's what the Bulls are going to get with him. Why did they want that? 
Why did they want them? The Bulls are so dominant. Here's one thing that is, I'll have Mark Chernowski on the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. You can get that in the Odyssey family, he and Stacey King. We finally found the number for the Bulls. We found the number. They did not choke a 50-point lead. So we found the number for the Bulls. That's what it is. They couldn't choke that away. So the Bulls get back to their bum-slaying ways. This is what they were doing last year. And they did it against the worst roster in the league, arguably the worst roster in the league. I mean, I don't – hard to see. I mean, when you lose – they lost Kyrie Irving, the Nets did, and Kevin Durant, and All Hope. and This team can't even start Ben Simmons. That's how bad they are. Right. So they had Michael Bridges and Spencer Dinwiddie, former Bulls legend, and and a bunch of guys off the playgrounds in New York. And that's it. That's what the Bulls did. So they moved within one and a half games of the Wizards for the last spot in the consolation bracket of the NBA postseason, right? They play the Wizards Sunday. And you'll hear that right on the right here on the score. And then on Tuesday, they face the Raptors. The Raptors are the team ahead of the Wizards. So I signed on today to Tankathon. Go to tankathon.com, and you can play the lottery, too. Simulated lottery button. Hit it. There you go. I did it. The Bulls came in third. See, here's why it's important. Everybody thinks, oh, wow, the Vucevic trade. It really killed them. Yeah, it did. However, that first-round draft pick is top four protected. So... Getting third in the lottery, no, no Wambayana, no Henderson, but somebody. Maybe somebody who can shoot. As foreign as that is to Arturis Karnishevis, he doesn't know what those players look like except when it's happening against their team. And speaking of him, he brought in Patrick Beverly. And it doesn't matter the cost. Here he's trying to win games. He's trying to win games in the in the last... He doesn't show up very often anymore. It's the Ryan Pace School of Hiding as an executive. By the way, do the the Bears need, how badly do the Bears need Ryan Pace to become GM of Indianapolis or Houston? We'll throw that out there. Karnishevis said the Bulls need to get to the second round. Now, when you hear that, Sean Sears, what do you think? Good luck. Huh? Good luck. Okay, but you heard it in September. This is okay. Progress is we need to get to the second round. When I heard it, and I don't remember him detailing everything, but when I heard it, I thought, oh, okay, like last year when they finished six, they played Milwaukee, they needed to beat Milwaukee and get to the second round. Now, because we're in Reinsdorf comedy ownership hell, you have a guy here who might say, well, we made the play-in and we won that and we got to the – you know, we got to face the Bucks again, and they beat us in five games again, but we made the second round. See, I don't think the pity party that is the play-in portion of the NBA postseason counts. It's just more work to get into the, the game where the adults play, to get on the big court. But who knows, the way this ownership and the way this management of the Bulls has gone don't be surprised if you hear Arturis Karnishevis say, let's say the Bulls do get into the play-in, and let's say they win and they advance, and Boston beats them. Milwaukee beats them. Any team beats them. 
Well, we got to the second round. Well, no, you didn't. But don't be surprised if he doesn't if he says that. I mean, it would, I wouldn't put it past him because hey. he's. I'm convinced more and more that he doesn't. He can't. He's not generally managing the team that's on the floor. The one we see. He clearly doesn't see the one we see. Or he's just plain lying to people because that's what they do. Because I'm convinced more and more this is about writing checks. This is about people needing to renew season tickets. This is about people writing playoff checks. Get the money in. Hold the money. We'll apply that to your season tickets next year. Isn't that nice of us? I'm convinced more and more it's about money, writing checks, cash flow problem. Not not necessarily a problem, but the way the cash is going to flow. More and more, he sounds like a he sounds like you know the Garpacks hooey. And that's what you're getting now from a guy we thought was different. We sounded different. We thought sounded different. So I'll ask Mark Shanowski that when we get him on later on. Today. When's he coming on, Sean? Do you know that, or do I suck at that, too? He's coming on at 1240 today. 1240. Mark will be here. Give me the hot sauce. So we'll find out what he thinks of the, the idea of success. So Patrick Beverly shows up. And, you know, Patrick Beverly in October, this would have been a great idea. Patrick Beverly in November, this would have been a great idea. But now when you can see the shot at to draft to get into the lottery, if you see the same team I see, if you see the same team most of us see, that would have been great. I like Patrick Beverly. I thought, what a wonderful addition to the Lakers, but the Lakers are just such a disaster. Boy. Wow. Okay, so he's here, and it's it's terrific to see somebody like that. Hometown kid. Here he's a Marshall High legend. Here he is. He's playing for the Bulls. He gets to hear his name. He responds. He's the kind of guy you could cheer for. Same as Caruso. He's Caruso with noise. So DeMar DeRozan talked about how vocal, you know, he is. And he's consistently aggressive. And Billy Donovan, the coach who really talked Patrick Beverly into coming, was talking about the way Patrick Beverly it wasn't lighting somebody else up. It wasn't playing sergeant at arms. It wasn't being Mr. Tough Love. It was done in a different way. Here's Billy Donovan. It, it's hard for me to say that because he hasn't played a game yet, you know, so you don't know how any of this stuff looks. And I think maybe Sam has. I think anytime you can get a player, you know, of, of his competitiveness um, and the, the attitude to do whatever he can do to impact the team and impact winning, I think, is, is great. Um, you know, you, you hope that a guy like him coming in gives a boost to our team. I think it'd be unfair to him. He probably, you know, wouldn't mind the responsibility because that's the kind of guy he is. Um, he wants to make an impact. He wants to help. Uh, but I do think he can, can add some energy to our group. I mean, that's what he's always been. That's who he's always been. Talking about Billy, we go on to talk about after the game and, and his impact was that he was – the way he talks to his teammates is it's inspiring. He talks them up. He doesn't break them down. And that was put to Patrick Beverly. How does – how – what's his view on this kind of communication with his teammates? I mean, I, I believe communication is the biggest thing to be a human. You know, uh, you're in a relationship, married, whatever the case may be. You know, communication, wife will get mad. You got a friend, you know, he feels some type of way. You no know, communication, friend gets mad. So uh, it's the same thing in basketball. Uh, 
loudest team, you know, communication helps get organized, helps you stay together. So uh, that comes natural. All right, so there's Patrick Beverly. Can this marriage be saved? But the bigger question is this. Should this marriage be saved? And Arturus Karnischewicz decided yes, and that's unfortunate for Bears fans. I'm Steve Rosenblum, 312-644-6767. That's our listener line brought to you by BetQL. And and the same number will get you to the tech zone, 312-644-6767. Tech zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Yay for baseball, comes Dodger boy. Yay for Saturday suckage. We're right there for you. Got some thoughts on baseball. You'll hear from Saturday Sarkic. 847-TEXTER. Morning, Steve. Keep the voting polls going today. Okay. So, and winner gets some score merch. Well, here's the way the polls are going. Last week, Dr. Dreidel, my rap name, we're trying to, we're voting on my rap name. So my rapper name was Chance the Rabbi and... It was beaten out by Dr. Dreidel. So now this week, Sean, can you do this poll? Can you do this again? Yeah, of course. What do you got for me? Dr. Dreidel or LL Cool Jew? Because we're trying to get jiggy with it. Yeah. God, these are amazing. I don't know how you keep coming up with these, but they're fantastic. Well, this is help from listeners. This is is the texters. Texters are coming up with some of these, and we appreciate it. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. That. So the the doctor's Dr. Dreidel retain his title as my rap name, or is it LL Cool Jew? Come on, let's all get jiggy with it. We're gonna have to get jiggy with baseball's new rules. My deluxe guest last week, Mark Gonzalez, pointed out something that proved to be rather rather explosive and prophetic as we watched college baseball and then Major League Baseball. We will have your Cubs spring training opener today, 155. Cubs spring training on the score is sponsored by Sloan, official water efficiency partner of the Cubs. Today's broadcast will feature Alex Cohen, the voice of the Iowa Cubs, and Ron Coomer, analyst for your Chicago Cubs. They're going to play baseball. It will be timed, and it will be quick. They did it last night. And they had everything you wanted. And we'll bring that to you next. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. In 189 frames for the left-hander. Pointed to the catcher. The violation was on the catcher. I'm not sure he... It looks like you're ready to go. You got two hits today, so you've got your first hits of spring training, but you also got your first infraction, first violation. I, mean, I think you said Major League Baseball history right there by having the first violation on the time clock. What happened right there? Oh, man, I mean, this is a, I'm about to make a big adjustment. I might be 0-1 down a lot, a lot this year, man. It's, it's just super fast. Um, There's definitely an adjustment period that's going to be, but going down the history books. <laughs> it looked like you were actually in the box. So what did they get you on? Having your So you got to be, so at eight seconds, right on eight seconds, you got to be ready looking at the pitcher, like engaged with the pitcher. And right there, I was looking up. So he told me, he's like, hey, you got two seconds. You got two seconds. So I stepped in as soon as I looked and bang. So I got called with 0-1 right away. And Manny Machado, Sox legend, the legend of Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams being smarter than anyone else in the room. That Manny Machado was the first man to be called to earn a strike because he wasn't in the batter's box properly under baseball's new pitch clock rules. That was yesterday. The Padres played the Mariners, and guess what? That spring training game with all of the you know with all the guys with numbers in the nineties took two hours and thirty minutes. You saw that was the one ruled infraction. The pitchers threw the ball on time. They've got time to throw it, and it was uh, Brandon McCarthy, McCarthy, former Sox legend, was asked about a pitch clock three, four, five years ago, and he said, and and he was asked, what should the time be, and he says, time Mark Burley and just add ten seconds for every other pitcher, and that's the way it goes. So, you fifteen seconds for the guy to throw the ball beyond the rubber, begin his mind, his begin his motion. Batter's got to be in there engaging with, look at the pitcher, engage with the pitcher, make eye contact with the pitcher, flirt with the pitcher, long, luscious lashes at the pitcher. So Manny Machado was not in there, and he did see, would go on to say that, I think I'm going to be 0-1 a lot this year. 
Yeah, and he got a couple hits. So that game, Padres Mariners, 16 hits totals. There were 25 base runners. It was a three to two final, only five runs. Mm-hmm. Time of game, 230. That's it. That's that's what they're looking for. And the the pitch clock is there. The umpires are calling it. So here's here's going back to last week with our deluxe baseball guest. Mark Gonzalez was talking about the volatility of this rule, the pitch clock. What's going to happen, and what are your thoughts on it? Oh, boy, I think this is going to be a bigger issue initially than people think. I watched five college games yesterday, and three of them, there was a big issue with uh, guys taking more time, whether to deliver uh, the pitch or I want more time at the plate. And so I think, especially for the batters that have routines that step out, fix their gloves, they're going to have an, a little issue with this, and it behooves them to, to adjust right away, as well as the pitchers um, who you know get the ball, throw it, step off the mound, circle around the mound. Their their thought process is going to have to be accelerated quite a bit. That was Gonzo, our deluxe baseball guest. And then after the show, he sent me, he texted me, and tweeted out examples of that guys getting called out. You know, you weren't in there fast enough. That's strike three. And this morning. As I'm preparing for the show, Gonzo texts me and says, here's one for you, and it ended the game. Pitch, clock, batter violation, strike three, game over, see you next week, drive home safely. And you will see that. You'll see that today. You'll hear about it today. The Cubs will play the Giants. Those rules will be in effect. Along with the other ones, the, the you'll see just how athletic Nico Horner and Dansby Swanson they Horner's leading off. Swanson's batting second, playing short. You'll see the the shift. You'll see maybe you'll see their athleticism in action, which is and and what Jed Hoyer is betting on is we're not going to score runs. We're going to prevent a whole bunch, and that's going to make the difference. We're going to have better pitching because we're going to catch the ball, and and that is something that maybe the White Sox want to think about catching the ball. I know it's foreign to them playing defense. I know that's foreign to them. But you're going to hear that on the score today. Cubs, Giants, Marcus Stroman, hurry up. Cubs spring training on the score is sponsored by Sloan. Official water efficiency of the Chicago Cubs. Broadcast today, 155, right after Saturday suckage. Alex Cohen, the voice of the Iowa Cubs, and Ron Coomer. And you'll hear them today. Now, these rules were in effect in the minor leagues last year. Alex Cohen will be more familiar with them. And he's Ron, actually for it too. He likes the pitch clock. Of course, you get home. It's faster. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. We it's were what all, people wanted. Get we, there, throw the ball. All last year, we were all fighting over whoever had the cub, cover Cubs games. We all wanted Drew or uh, Wade Miley's games because he was going to make that game two hours, maybe. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, it was every the, the Mark Burley game was was wonderful. Every writer loved Mark Burley. Catch, catch the ball, throw the ball. Dodger boy text as an umpire, if needed, you just remind both managers at the pregame conference of the rule that you're calling that rule and tell them to remind their players. That's all well and good Dodger boy. And you'll see that in spring training. This is, I've seen this most notably in the NHL. I mean, NFL officiating is horrible because nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows what pass interference is, what to catch what's allowed, what kind of contact is allowed. But in the NHL, 
you will often see ferocious application of rules in, in exhibition games and early in the season, and then they won't. They won't call that anymore. And, boy, by the time you get to the playoffs and overtime, mugging is legal. You can behead somebody. It's just NHL officiating has become, it falls away like that. And that's what you initially you think about with baseball. When does the clock start? The umpire starting the clock? Are the, is it going to start with upstairs? And as long as the, the clock has to be enforced, and that's a good thing about this rule. It's not really up to interpretation, although is the guy actually ready in the box? That's part of it. When does emotion actually begin? There will be some of that, and managers will be quick to charge out there and say, hey, it's taking too long. If Even if the pitcher isn't, if I'm a manager, I'm charging out there, and I'm saying, hey, he's taking too long. I just want to screw with the guy's head. That's exactly what you do. That's why when you managers will say, you know, I want to, why don't you dust that guy for Prince? And that's what they want. They want to screw with the guy's head. So the clock should allow a better application of a rule than you'll see in the NHL, for example, with, with rules that are against impeding and trying to show. I mean, all these rules are based on pleasing the fans. In the NHL's case, they take out the red line and, and take out the impeding rule and, and, or make, make the penalty strictly interpreted. So keep your stick off a guy's hands, his wrists, his stick, we want to see the artistry and the athleticism, and if you can't do that, get out of the league. We'll find someone who can. Baseball, pitch fast. The fans want it. This whole game is greased by money. Go. Do it. Fine. That's it. Get in the batter's box. Swing. I would have loved to have seen Steve Traxler. Oh, God. I would have loved to have. Steve Traxel has been cited for a pitch violation. That would be so regular. That would be so great. Because you didn't need him in the game. It was painful to watch that. I'm looking forward to this. You'll hear it on the score today. 155. Cubs, Giants, Chicago Cubs preseason opener. Their lineup again. Horner at second base. Swanson at short. Happ in left. Suzuki in right. Mancini, DH. Bellinger in center. Hosmer at first, Wisdom at third, Gomes catching, Marcus Stroman. Hurry up, Marcus Stroman. Cubs spring training on the score, sponsored by Sloan, official water efficiency partner of the Cubs. Alex Cohen, the voice of the Iowa Cubs, and Ron Coomer at the mic today. Meanwhile, there's another team in town that is playing baseball once they're done antagonizing their fans. And there's more examples of why the White Sox hate their fans. And not just one or two people. No, it's not like it's just the deluded Tim Anderson. It's it's franchise wise, franchise wide. I wish the franchise was wise. We'll talk to Josh Nelson. I'm looking to talk with the Sox machine. I will talk with him after this about what they're doing and why they hate their fans and why it's so hard to root for them. And even the guys you really like make it hard to root for them. And maybe we just all politely give Tim Anderson a golf clap. Oh, good. All right. And and here's some here's some Vaseline for that red spot on your backside. And never forget today, 
anniversary, 46 years ago today, this happened. The scout said they showed a lot of promise. They brought their toys with them. Greatest sports movie ever, Slapshot, released today, 46 years ago. We'll bring our toys with us to the interview with Josh Nelson of Sox Machine next on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. If you're a part of this and you're like, and you're like one of our supporters and you see somebody struggling, that's like, you know, that's kind of like, uh, you know, if you see your wife struggling, you're going to pat her on the back, right? So that's kind of one of those things. We're on the same umbrella, I think. We should all be pulling from the same screen and not tearing each other down um, and not tearing players down. Or, you know, we don't tear you down. So I think it's just one of those things. We've got to support each other. We support you. We make ourselves access to you, yeah. you know, when you want to talk to us. So it's just kind of one of those things that we all got to be, you know, be on a positive screen and pull from the same screen that we can be better as a whole. Was I tearing you down? No, you weren't tearing me down. You just making, you was causing a lot of confusion. You know what I mean? I was causing, I was, <laughs> listen, to after it, a lot. I mean, but you got to think about it. The fans listen to you. Yeah. Right. You're right. talking. We don't talk. We just play. Well, you, no, you talk. You can talk. We don't, we don't talk, though. When the game's on, we don't talk. They're listening to you. Right. So if we're putting out positive energy, then positive energy is going to always yeah. follow us. You know what I'm saying? That sounds so weak. I felt bad for Chuck Garfine. I admire his restraint in not telling Tim Anderson, dude, if I had this kind of pull, you think I'd be doing this for a living? Tim Anderson and Chuck Garfine pretty much have the same employer. I felt really bad for Chuck Garfine. And for White Sox fans, I feel bad, too. Now, after watching a season, a horrible season, the highlight of which was the postgame show with Chuck and Ozzy, and now you got Tim Anderson, employed by one of the Reinsdorf subsidiaries, and Chuck Garfine interviewing him, employed by something else that Reinsdorf has an ownership stake in. So what are you going to get on that postgame show? What kind of honesty are you going to get? And here's the thing about Tim Anderson. It kind of comes full circle. We brought this up a couple of years, weeks ago. Do we have that ready, Sean? Or are we going to suck right now? All right. August 12th, 2021. This happened. Tim Anderson digging in one for four tonight. Good matchup here for a low ball hitter. Sinking fastball. Anderson. Hits it. can throw the party, but you never know how it's going to turn out. <laughs> Unreal. So I maintain, Josh Nelson of Sox Machine, that that was the last good thing to happen to the White Sox, August 12, 2021. And then just to put a period or exclamation point at the end of that thought, there's Tim Anderson sounding weak and sad and misguided and if we in the media had that much power, we wouldn't be in the media. We'd be using those super strengths, those those superpowers for something else. Good morning, Josh. Uh, good morning, and happy birthday to Jerry Reinsdorf, by the way. Yeah. Uh, as he turns 87 years old. Yeah, so for, for Tim Anderson, I understand the perspective that of what he's trying to convey because as a player – 
As for the entire Chicago White Sox roster, they would like to pretend 2022 didn't happen. And they have admitted since that interview, other players, that 2022 was a terrible season. They understand that they severely underachieved, but they are trying to turn the page and they need as many positive vibes as possible from all avenues, including the media and the fans to feed off of so they don't repeat what happened in 2022. But you've been, you've been in this business a long time, Steve. It is, it is a losing battle for any professional athlete to whatever tone that they want to use, to ask for more positive coverage from the media, especially like a market in Chicago. And later in that interview, Chuck said, if you want me to be more positive, we need more positive outcomes. And Tim agreed. Like, that is something that the 2023 White Sox will need to do. You want us, everyone involved, fans, media, this show, other shows at 670 to score. If you want us to talk about the White Sox in a more positive tone, you need to play a whole lot better in 2023 than you did in 2022. If you do not, the tone's going to stay the same. If not, get worse, Steve, because then you're going to just have agitation. And this is supposed to be the contention window. You guys promised us a similar run the Chicago Cubs had when you were rebuilding from 2017 through 2019. What's going on? The clock is ticking. And all ways to start a season. Your first four games are at the defending world champion Houston Astros with Jose Abreu at first base. Like, you don't have a lot of time, 2023 White Sox, to build a lot of positive vibes because you are off to a very difficult start this season. If you do well in Houston, I think there will be some positive vibes. But if you fall flat on your face in Houston like you've done the last five years, uh, then, yeah, the negativity is just going to grow. He's Josh Nelson. He's joining me on the score on the score hotline. It's presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Josh and Jim Margul. Jim have the Sox Machine podcast, the Sox Machine blog, SolveThingsSoxMachine.com. So let's deal with your cleanup hitter today in the opener, your new right fielder, <laughs> Eloy Jimenez. So is this just another example of how the White Sox hate their fans and they don't care? Or is this get the injury out of the way early? Or is this, or is this, is this let him start sucking early so we can pull him before real games matter? I think this is coming from an angle of Pedro Grafal understanding just how injury prone this Chicago White Sox squad is. So it might be, let's get the injury out early. So if you're going to miss four weeks, let's miss four weeks during spring training and for you to miss the World Baseball Classic. So that's avoiding another possible injury pitfall and we could still have you available for opening day. But no, Aloy Jimenez is going to play some outfield in 2023. I don't think it's going to be a lot of games in the outfield. But I think Pedro Gafal understands with just how many games these players have missed, even though he's been with the Kansas City Royals, that, yeah, there's going to be some weeks that Aloy Jimenez may have to play because Oscar Colas got hurt or Andrew Benatendi 
has a sore hamstring or Luis Robert <laughs> Luis Robert slid into second base the wrong way. Uh, that's, that's just the reality with the Chicago White Sox. So, yeah, I think it's a it's a way to get an early look just to see how much that Eloy Jimenez has progressed in the offseason and to see if he is as lost roaming in right field as sometimes he looks playing left field. Super, yeah, just turn it around. You just got another view of that. So, so we're talking with Josh Josh Nelson of Sox Machine. So if, if you, earlier you had mentioned Jose Abreu playing first base for Houston, welcome to yeah. 2023. Playing first base for the White Sox will be Andrew Vaughn at last, home again, home again, home again at last. And so last night you were doing a, like an I'm drunk, ask me anything kind of thing. Yep. And, 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 and somebody said 90%. What would you think is the 90th percentile for – Andrew Vaughn's 2023 season. So share with the class what you said and why. So I think the 90th percentile, which is exceeding expectations, far exceeding, like 90th percentile would be 2017 Amisil Garcia, and he made the all-star game. Like nobody saw that season coming. I think a 90th percentile projection for Andrew Vaughn is like 33 home runs, 104 RBIs, the type of production that Jose Abreu put up. And the reason I mention that is that in my head, a reasonable 50th percentile projection, which if you ran a thousand computer simulations for Andrew Vaughn in 2023, I think realistically it's looking like 20 home runs and 82 RBIs because of what I've seen the last two years, his first two years of the majors, he still hasn't hit more than 20 home runs in a season, even though he led the White Sox last year in home runs with 17, which, my God, that's pathetic. Uh, so uh, those numbers are an increase of what he has shown. But in order to get to that 90th percentile, in order to get to the hopes and dreams of the White Sox organization when they took him third overall and the hopes and dreams of the White Sox fan base, is that Andrew Vaughn, one, got to stop hitting the ball on the ground, and he has mentioned that, so he's already working with the hitting coaches. That's one of his focuses during spring training is to hit the ball in the air, specifically pulling the ball in the air because he does have power, and that should help increase as far as home run rate. But something that I have noticed, Steve, especially from right-handed pitchers, is that they are throwing more sliders to him than fastballs. The league understands that Andrew Vaughn is an elite fastball hitter, and he is an elite fastball hitter. I do not know why any pitcher would ever (laughs) want to throw a fastball to Andrew Vaughn because he hits it so well. He has a terrible time against sliders. The only hitter in Major League Baseball last year that was worse against sliders from right-handed pitchers was Javier Baez. That is not the company you want to be in if you're a right-handed hitter because everybody in the world knows that Javier Baez cannot hit a slider, and he loves to swing at them no matter where they are, if they're in or out of the strike zone. So I think those two things, if Andrew Vaughn can hit the ball more in the air, and if he can produce better results against sliders from right-handed pitchers, because they're attacking him early, Steve, with sliders, he would see a slider 50% of the time on an 0-0 count. Like, that's how afraid right-handed pitchers were of throwing fastballs to Andrew Vaughn. They try to avoid it as much as possible. So that's going to be something I'm paying attention to during spring training. That's something I'm going to be paying attention to in the very first series against Houston. 
Are teams going to continue attacking Andrew Vaughn with flighters? And if they do, is he doing a better job of hitting those pitches in his third year? If he does not, then 20 home runs and 82 RBIs is more likely than 33 home runs and over 100 RBIs. Yeah, basically you said he's not just replacing Jose Abreu. He has to replace Jose Abreu. That's what you're talking. You're talking Abreu numbers. Right. Somebody has to, though. I mean, Abreu is gone. Who's going to pick up that slack? Like, I would love to say with confidence it's Aloy Jimenez, but poor Aloy doesn't play a full season. I would love to say it's Luis Robert, but Luis Robert doesn't play a full season. I think it's just too much expectation on someone like Oscar Colas as a rookie to try to replace Abreu's production. Andrew Vaughn was the third overall pick in the Major League Baseball draft, Steve. The idea was that he was going to carry the torch of the lineage of first baseman from the White Sox, from Frank Thomas to Paul Konerko to Jose Abreu. If he's going to carry that torch, he needs to hit more than 25 home runs and drive in more than 100 RBIs. And we kind of need to see it this season because after this season, he goes into arbitration, and all of a sudden, Andrew Vaughn is not so cheap anymore. All right, pick one, 773 Texture. You probably know this person. I don't know. Please ask Josh who he'd rather watch play right field from his seats, Eloy or Gavin. Pick one. Oh, my gosh. Now that's Eloy, sorry. That's, Eloy for the entertainment factor. All right. Okay. Oh, Bring bandages. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Josh, Thank you. Josh Nelson, SoxMachine.com. Does a terrific job. Check out the podcast. A lot of fun having him on. So we'll take a break. Speaking of a lot of fun, it's Mark Grody time. He's going to be coming on after we take this break when we come back. And there's one of the worst dishes in the world, as as noted by some places that noted that notes worst dishes in the world, includes a hard boiled egg. So that's always important. And oh yeah, the Bears still have the number one pick. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Saturday suckage, of course. Chicago Sports Radio six seventy the score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. 
That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.